Hillary Clinton recently called for more government control of misinformation online, which would potentially block the American public from receiving sensitive information that officials deem harmful. She said there must be a reckoning for conspiracy theorists. So, who gets to decide who is and is not a conspiracy theorist? Do you trust the government or big tech deciding what information gets delivered to you? Stick around. We're going to discuss the two things you're not supposed to, politics and religion. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We are taking your calls today, so give us a call at one 877 time That's one 877 Do you trust the government or big tech to decide what information gets delivered to you? We would love to hear your thoughts about that question. That's what we're talking about today. So call us at one 877 time All right, Doug. Well, yeah. you're not going to get in trouble today. I hope not. That's your intentions. I hope not. But we're talking about some stuff that kind of gets you worked up. So Yeah, it does. What are we talking about? Well, you know, first, this kind of goes along with what we were talking about the other day because we talked about being a Christian extremist. And uh, and who gets to decide that, really? Uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about was this pastor, uh, John Sherwood, in London that was arrested because he was doing street preaching there in uh, the public square. He was um, complained on to some police officers who apparently came over and, and kind of gave him a warning about that. But then it says in the article that he began to uh, speak a little bit about freedom of speech there, too. So he was just exercising his rights uh, as a citizen. And then some bystanders said that he was um, speaking homophobic language and hate speech. And we know how that turned out. We saw the video. He was ultimately arrested and and he was basically censored so we're watching censorship and we talked about that extremism um you know just i wanted to share this a little bit just because this is what we didn't get to the other day but it kind of goes along with what we're talking about and this is the way extremist christians are viewed uh as far as the obama administration was concerned back in 2013 So just real quick, this is the New American article, and it says that the Obama administration Department of Defense was caught training U.S. troops that Catholic Orthodox Jews and evangelical Christians are to be considered religious extremists, even equating the major religions representing more than half of the Americans in truly violent groups such as Al-Qaeda, the Ku Klux Klan, and Hamas. Now that's just... A little bit of that article. It goes on and says a lot of things that gets me a little worked up. But it goes back to what we're talking about today. Who gets to decide these things? Uh, is it our government, or should they be able to be in charge to tell us when the First Amendment can can be uh, used and when it can't? Well, uh, it seems like it. I mean, you know, if there, it, of course the the preacher that you referenced wasn't in the United States, right? Um, but in that case, the government 
came and, and removed the threat, quote unquote. Right. Uh, so, and then of course now we've got all sorts of stuff going on. You, you referenced an article from eight years ago, right? Which is kind of crazy to think about because if I'm just not really intentionally thinking about it, I would say, oh, none of this stuff was happening eight years ago. This is all new. Well. It's been a seed that was planted even longer than eight years ago, yeah. and uh, it's it's kind of showing its head these days and becoming more and more um, uh, not scary, but it's like real, I guess, where this yeah, is really real. happening. That's a good word. <laughs> and um, we we sometimes think that it's never going to occur. Yeah, and and when we think about our government uh, making these decisions for us, like you're talking about. W- we had the article the other day as well where Biden is looking to employ some outside the government agencies as like spies to spy on chatter of extremists. And, and uh, you know, we, we talked about what an extremist could be. Well, here we almost have the same thing being said uh, about needing to stop people who are creating conspiracy theories. Well, like you said, what is conspiracy theory? Who gets to decide what that is? Is is Jesus rising from the dead? Is that a conspiracy theory? Back in the day, it definitely was. And, and they wanted to shut them up about it. Yeah, they did. Paid people off to keep them quiet. And killed people off to keep them quiet. Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess the question would be, if that was deemed a conspiracy theory, yeah. what could that look like today? Yeah, when you put it in those kind of perspectives, it brings it all home, doesn't it? Well, I guess my point is, is it's been going on for way longer than eight years. Amen. This is Today. a this is a very old thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just different, I guess, now because we all feel like we have our own voice because you can go on Facebook Live and broadcast to the world at any moment, mm-hmm. no matter where you are. And now, if someone doesn't like that, of course, it's not necessarily the government in this case. Um, But Facebook can turn you off. I've got a lot of friends that have been censored on Facebook. They've been put in what is called Facebook jail. Yes. Well, you and I have been censored on Facebook with end of the age. Mm. That's a very good point. So, yeah. First Amendment. Yeah. So the First Amendment, let me just kind of tell you what that is. First Amendment of the United States Constitution reads, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for the uh, redress, I'm sorry, of grievances. So... Uh, petitioning of the government. I, I need the new King James Version. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So we're basically what it's saying is we have free speech, especially if there's things going on that, uh, you know, we don't agree with. We have the right to disagree with that, and, and we have the right to peaceably disagree with that for sure. But recently, President Joe Biden said that no amendment of the Constitution is absolute. That's today. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it, this year. Yeah, he said that just, I think, as recently as April 8th. This wasn't a quote from the 80s that he right. said. This, this is or, recently. Or even 2013. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it was right now while he's the president. The other day, of course, he was talking about the Second Amendment right, talking about gun rights and things like that. Well, he like said that. no amendment. But he said no amendment. Yeah. Yeah. That's a scary thought to think that, oh, wait, these these can be interchangeable to what's going on at the time. 
Uh, is that what the forefathers, when they wrote that, is that what they meant? That, you know, it could be changed by anybody that didn't agree with it? I don't think that was their idea. I don't, I don't think it was either. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to take your calls today. So uh, we'd love to hear what you think. Do you trust the government or big tech to decide the information that you get to receive? Or if you have a question about how this correlates with Bible prophecy and world government that's coming, we are going to talk a little bit more about that. But give us a call. We'd love to hear your thoughts. one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, Volume 1, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith in the hearts of Christians around the world. We will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls today about big tech and government censorship. Uh, do you want those folks to decide what you get to read and watch? Um, or if you have a question about world government or anything prophecy related to what we're discussing, we would love to chat with you today. Give us a call at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We are going to go to the phones, but I did want to give you a quick update about our Reclaim America campaign. Uh, this is so important for us to do um, because of this very subject. This is one of the many reasons, but um, our our um, lawmakers and thought leaders in America need to hear about the coming world government and these decisions that are making. Um, it, some of them may not realize what's happening. Some of them may sincerely think that something is 
uh, a good thing and they don't realize the implications that it has on a greater scale. Uh, many of them may not be that way, but nonetheless, we believe that if they are reading um, the prophecies in the Bible and what it foretells, uh, we believe that that can change their heart. If we can just get a, a seed of the Word of God planted in them, then that could change everything. And so we think Reclaim America is one of the most important things we do in regards to reaching our lawmakers and thought leaders here in America. So we would love for you to team up with us. Um, any amount helps. It goes towards that. Um, so 40 bucks covers one person, but $10 goes a long way even. Uh, $40 will cover one person for two whole years. And Virginia still needs some help. They're $160 short. Louisiana's $240 short. Nevada's $280 short and several others. I won't go into all of it, um, but you can go to endtime.com slash USA to join the Reclaim America campaign or give us a call at 1-800-END-TIME and uh, ask the person that answered the phone if you can contribute to that. And maybe your state is not covered yet and you want your lawmakers in your state to be a subscriber to End Time magazine. We will help take care of that. Uh, so do help us with that. We would appreciate it very much. All right, we are going to Mississippi. Brian, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Hi, Brian. How you doing? Hi, how are you? Pretty good. How are y'all? We're doing, doing good. well. Good, good. Uh, I just, my personal take on this is that by using the term conspiracy theory, they take a large blanket and, and, and cover all avenues. That just gives them an excuse, like kind of like you guys were saying, to violate our constitutional rights. Um, you know, Hillary Clinton, I'm to get too much into her, but she did a thesis in college from Saul Alansky, and it's all about, you know, controlling the narrative to the masses. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to control the narrative, and mm-hmm. they're trying to... To, to get people to believe, and they're, they're they're doing a good job, and it's indicative of what Hitler did back in the, you know, in the 40s or whatever. Yeah. And um, it's just we got to really now's the time where we can't be passive as Americans, and we just got to stand up to this because they're they're they they will they will find a way to uh, pack the Supreme Court and eventually take our rights if we if we just sit back passively. So that's really all I had, guys. So it sounds like you're not comfortable with the government or big tech deciding what you get to see. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, Brian, we agree with you because we, we had that very same uh, conversation today talking about uh, Nazi Germany and how things mm-hmm. appear to be similar. So we're right there with yep. you. We agree, sir. Hey, man. Well, uh, just uh, sometimes it just it's, it's getting overwhelming because you're, you're – you're, we're seeing all the things that the Bible, and I mean, any, I don't see how somebody at this point, if they knew what the Bible said about end times, could not still be a believer. Because I mean, it's just hitting on all cylinders at this point. It's just everything's coming to fruition, just like it said in the Word. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, Brian, for calling us today. We appreciate it. Thank you all. God bless. God bless you, sir. All right. We would love for you to join us as well at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. All right. Now to the story about Hillary Clinton. It's from Trending Politics by Kyle Becker. Uh, the headline is Hillary Clinton calls for more big tech censorship. There must be reckoning for conspiracy theorists. And, and Hillary says there must be a reckoning by the big by the tech companies for the role that they play. 
Okay, Doug, I'm just going to have to pause and let's talk about this as yeah, I, I read so it. Too. The role that they play, she's, she's putting that burden on them that, mm-hmm. that they're making a way for this to occur, so therefore you should feel pressure to um, get overly involved in what people are saying. Yeah. Uh, the role that they play in undermining the information ecosystem that's absolutely essential for the functioning of any democracy. If you get to a point, and we are, if not there, very close to it, where you cannot have agreement on facts, on evidence, on truth, how does a democracy make decisions? That's a great question. (laughs) Thank you, Hillary. What do you think, Doug? Man, Vince, I'm telling you, i got to be real careful today. (laughs) the The word reckoning there makes me think, what is she talking about? What When I think of reckoning, I think of some pretty bad things that are coming down the line there. And she's then she starts talking about truth and evidence. Oh, man. That's I, the stuff that I gets got, facts, evidence, truth. Yeah, I got to stop. How, how does a democracy <laughs> make decisions if we can't agree on that? Yeah. Well, I would start by, well, I guess I wouldn't start here, but this may be one thing to consider. How about the facts about a when life begins? Mm-hmm. So how do we make proper decisions without considering the facts on that? Yeah. But Absolutely. that's not what we're talking about today. Right. But uh, sh- should I keep going? Point. Should I keep going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably keep us out of trouble. <laughs> and, and she goes on to say, and, and what we've got in, in the tech world on social media platforms is an algorithm-driven conspiracy rabbit hole that people are enticed to go down and then addicted because it's like watching constant car crashes. You cannot turn away. I turn away when I see a car. Oh, I don't want to see that. Right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with her. And as someone who has been accused of practically everything you could possibly imagine, I know how powerful this is. I mean, outrageous falsehoods which fuel a sense of alienation. Yeah. Poor Hillary is feeling alienated from the rest of us folks. Is that a... <laughs> Any any comments? Mm, no? Vince, no, sir. Okay. And yet the algorithm-driven advertising profiting social media platforms find it i guess very difficult to break themselves of that addiction so in fact they don't and it's going to be up to governments and i would even hope some global rules so a global government rule yeah but let's start with governments to try to rein in the disinformation on the social media platforms it certainly plays to Russia's interest. Now, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Russia's interests, but also to other malign actors. Mm. So Keep going? No? Yeah, I mean, we, we can stop and talk about it for a second because it's, it's almost, well, it's not almost. To me, it's hypocritical watching what she's saying here because we, we've watched certain people that can get away with saying things on in the media. I mean, they can they can... They can say things about going to the street and taking the fight to the street and disrupting people when they're at restaurants and things like that. And they can they can spew this stuff out and they can do it freely all over our media. But if somebody brings that up on a social media platform, a lot of times that's why they're getting in trouble. I've got friends that got in trouble because they posted clips from the media of people saying things and said, is this not inciting violence? And boom, next thing you know, they're in Facebook jail. Right. I'm sorry. I, I said I wasn't going to get on my soapbox. So. You're there, and, and uh, I'll keep going. It, 
if you want to call and chat about it, we'd love to have you. One eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. She says it should, or I'm sorry, uh, the article goes on to say it should be noted that what Hillary Clinton is calling for is government control of misinformation online, which would potentially block the American public from receiving sensitive information that officials deem harmful to political interests. This is not the same as Florida governor supporting a bill that would fine social media giants for interfering in U.S. election elections by censoring political candidates. Hillary Clinton, the presidential candidate in the 2016 election, famously refused to recognize the legitimacy of Donald Trump's election on numerous occasions, despite conceding that she officially lost. Clinton also played a, ro- a key role uh, pushing the Russian collusion conspiracy theory that undermined President Trump's legitimacy before the riots at his 2017 inauguration and throughout his administration. Most blatant, the Clinton campaign funded the discredited Steele dossier. The presidential uh, campaign of Hillary Clinton and the Democratic National Committee paid for research that was included in a dossier made public in January that contained scandalous claims about connections between Donald J. Trump. The Steele dossier, excuse me, was the basis of FISA application renewals to effectively spy on the Trump campaign, which was one of the most damaging actions in the history of the U.S. democracy. If Hillary Clinton were held to the standard that she uh, now supports, she would have been censored countless times on social media herself. Yeah, so this article, which we got, I don't know if we told everybody it came from trending politics, but the, the thing is, is they bring this to a conclusion here by telling you the things that Hillary's talking about is very hypocritical because of what she's been a part of this the Russian collusion that they kept trying to push saying that it was a real thing and it's been proven that it wasn't and then uh, the whole thing everybody made fun of President Trump whenever he said that they bugged his offices and mm-hmm. Trump Towers and then it came out that they actually did do this so those things they were deeming as conspiracy theories when they were going on, well, now they've been proven that they're fact, things like his offices being bugged. So, I mean, the thing is, that, like you said, who decides what a conspiracy theory is? And, uh, and, and it's dangerous because of our aspect, too. Like you said before, if they can say that conspiracy is this, well, isn't Jesus being risen from the dead a conspiracy? All that is... Like you said, been going on for you, or even maybe reading this article where we quote exactly what she says, and that doesn't agree with the narrative. Yeah, then that can be deemed as a conspiracy, <laughs> even though it's a direct, uh, a direct quote. Um, yeah. We do experience censorship regularly, as we've talked about. So if you're on Facebook, if you hit the share button, that helps us out a lot. But also, uh, instead of liking it, if you give it a heart instead. That does boost it a little bit. So uh, if you're watching, go ahead and give us a heart and share. That would, that would help uh, in sharing this message about what Facebook is doing to people like us <laughs> and people like you. Uh, we are going to go to the phone. Susan in Texas, welcome to End of the Age. Well, well hello there, my first call. Um, hello, how are you today? Oh, gosh. Well, um, um, blessed and um, favored. Although um, I'm um, new here from Seattle, and I'm... Welcome to Texas. Thank you. Thank you. Um, First of all, I'm a product of a ministry. 
uh, my father was a minister, so I uh, returned to um, regain my um, my studies and, and my Bible reading and whatnot. So it, anyway, I was explaining to the uh, screener that this matter uh, with uh, President Trump, uh, you know, his big personality and and businessman, he's not, he wasn't a part of the uh, uh, political family. So they, they disliked him from the very start. You know, he didn't mince words, he didn't bite his tongue. So it was all types of, you know, Belanigans uh, trying to get him, um, you know, censured and, and evicted from office and whatnot. And, and it, 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 the, the bottom line is that this is a spiritual thing. This is all about the, uh, Israel, see? So it, it's a, a spiritual battle, and God's placed him in that position, in that office, to uh, ensure or, or, or strengthen the, the bond between uh, God's people, Israel, and, and America. And... Um, I know this is one subject that you uh, embarked upon from the very start, and and I just just thankfully got back from um, Walmart in time. So. <laughs> well, we're glad you were able to join us, Susan. And yeah, thank you, and Susan. you're right; we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't right. wrestle against physical things, Doug. That's right. We're wrestling against spiritual things. That's a biblical principle, yeah. and so yeah. it's critical, like Susan said that um, we pray, that this is National Day of Prayer. Yeah. It's critical yeah. that we pray, um, that we do spiritual things to fight these battles. Absolutely. That's where the true victory will occur. Yeah. So, Susan, we appreciate you calling in and reminding us of that and making sure uh, that we point that out. So, yeah. uh, appreciate your call. Um, what it, else, Doug? What do you, it's, what? it's interesting that she says that this is um, about Israel, too, because, I mean... That's an interesting um, perspective of that because I believe that that's a lot of it as well. I mean, look at how close uh, Trump was with Israel and with Netanyahu and with trying to get the peace agreement done. And uh, it is a spiritual battle. The enemy hates that. The devil doesn't want um, these things happening. And, and so, you know, the I guess the princes of this world, which we know are are demonic they are you know pushing against the things that are, are in god's word and so for her to bring that up that was an excellent point i appreciate that very much that was that was good now you mentioned facebook jail earlier mm-hmm. and that's kind of got people going a little bit Uh-oh. <laughs> you've been in facebook jail mm-hmm. what's that like well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not to get back on Facebook it, the whole time. Man, I tell you what, sometimes <laughs> I would like to just get rid of that Facebook. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's just being censored, Vince, having your voice shut. <laughs> All righty, well, give us a call. We'd love to hear what you have to say about uh, whether or not you trust the government or big tech to decide what information you're consuming and how it relates to world government. Call us at one eight seven seven in time It's one 363 8463 Doug and I would love to chat with you after the break. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. 
Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We do have open phones at one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We would love to chat with you today. Um, Doug highlighted earlier that President Joe Biden recently said no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. And our whole point of talking about censoring conspiracy theorists is that um, we don't really know who gets to decide who's a conspiracy theorist and who's not a conspiracy theorist. Um, and we don't really like that because, you know, who's to say that that's accurate? And so we wanted to highlight that because there is an agenda that's happening. We know that a world government is being pushed actively. It's very obvious. All you have to do is go to any news site, whether right-leaning, left-leaning, middle-of-the-road, crazy, whatever it is, you're going to find plenty of information about a world government that's forming. Uh, that, uh, even in this article that I was just reading uh, about what Hillary said, she highlights in there that a, a global system would be preferred to manage um, the um, social media uh, content that could be considered a conspiracy theory. And so that's everywhere that you look, and we know that that's happening. So, therefore, it sure seems like if you say things that are counterintuitive to what the government deems or big tech deems as appropriate, then therefore you can get flagged as a conspiracy theorist and you should be um, turned off to yeah. society. I actually am connected to someone, um, an acquaintance of mine. She was just recently um, totally uh, dropped from a, uh, a sponsorship that she, ha- she has. And she said something about what biblical marriage is a couple of years ago. And they went back in her history and someone reported it apparently. And the sponsorship canceled her. Mm-hmm. And of course, this isn't big tech necessarily, but um, it's... It's her views didn't align with theirs, and in spite of them proclaiming um, 
acceptance of all, <laughs> they canceled her. So yeah. this type of stuff is happening every single day, Doug. You know, it, it reminds me, Vince, uh, back when I was in high school, we read 1984. We actually read 1984 in 1984 when I was, in, I was a junior in high school. But this reminds me so much of that book because uh, Big Tech, Big Brother, censoring your thoughts. They had the thought police. And if you got in trouble with the thought police, you would have to go back for re-education. And it's almost like, I mean, we're watching that like happening right now. When I read that book in 1984, I thought this could never, ever happen. Mm-hmm. Not in America, you know. And here we are. I mean, it, it's a global thing, but we're watching it almost be tightened like a noose around our neck right now in this country. It reminds me of a book called A Message for the President by a guy named Irvin Baxter. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he had been preaching about it for decades. And then in the 80s, he wrote a book and uh, talked about a new world order. Yeah. And, of course, that's when he talked about the Berlin Wall coming down, yeah. which happened three. It was published three years before that wall came down. And ever since then, we've been... Uh, talking about what the Bible prophecies have to say uh, in relation to uh, current events. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we would love to talk with you. Give us a call at one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We are going to Terry in Washington. Terry, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Good afternoon, y'all. How are you doing? Good. We're well, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Thank you. I don't hear well, very many people to... from Washington say, y'all, you must not be from there. Br- Raised in San Antonio. Okay, I kind of thought so. Texas is in there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway, I just want to make a comment on on Hillary talking about the falsehood. If there was falsehood, she would be suing everybody that is spewing out all the information of the horrific, evil things that she and her teams are doing. Mm -hmm. And that's not happening. She's not suing anybody. What she's doing is trying to get everybody to listen to her and thinking that those are falsehoods. But we just need to take a look at what she's doing and say, she's not suing anybody. Now, they're suing Lynn Wood because Lynn Wood is speaking the truth. He is preaching the truth. He is a man of God. And so they're trying to stop him in his his tracks. So if we really thought that she was um, innocent, nobody would be speaking what we're speaking. And why should we have to shut our mouths? but they can speak what they want to speak. Terry, it sounds like you're bringing up conspiracy theories. (laughs) Well, I am being quiet as a Christian because we've been taught as we were raised. I was raised Southern Baptist. You'd be nice. You'd be polite. And I'm not knocking any religion at all. Christianity is, you know, wonderful. God is wonderful. He's made us so wonderful. But I think it's time for us as Christians to say we we just can't be quiet and polite anymore. We can be politically correct and get our point across, but we don't need to be quiet. We're at risk of losing so much. Yeah. Well, you know, there's an old saying that if you repeat a lie enough times, it becomes the truth. And (laughs) and I feel like that's what a, a lot of what has been going on for a long, long time. Yeah, it's time for everybody to wake up and watch what's going on. And protect things. I mean, we've got a governor here in Washington State that is a dictator, and you know he's threatening to roll us back into a different phase right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also deciding that you know where there's going to be different sections at events for us to sit at, vaccinated, unvaccinated. Yeah. Well, the last I checked, that would be a violation of my HIPAA, yeah. and we're dividing us even more. 
Come home, Terry. Come home. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thanks for calling, Terry. We appreciate your insight. Um, We wanted to get to the next article here where um, yesterday, actually, Facebook's oversight board slams big tech giant for avoiding its responsibilities despite refusing to overturn Trump ban. On Wednesday, Facebook's controversial oversight board announced their decision to uphold former President Donald Trump's suspension on both Facebook and Instagram. The board has upheld Facebook's decision on January 7, 2021, to restrict then-President Donald Trump's access to posting content on his Facebook page and Instagram account. In addition to the oversight board, noted that they felt it was not appropriate for Facebook to impose the intermediate and standardless penalty of indefinite suspension given that Facebook's normal penalties include removing the violating content, imposing a time-bound period of suspension, or permanently disabling the page and account. The board insists that Facebook review this matter to determine and justify a proportionate response that is consistent with the rules that are applied to other users of its platform. Facebook must complete its review of this matter Within six months of the date of this decision, the board also made policy recommendations for Facebook to implement in developing clear, necessary, and proportionate policies that promote public safety and respect freedom of expression. As I was reading that, I was thinking, what about equality? Mm -hmm. I thought we were supposed to treat everybody the same. (laughs) After outlining a slightly subjective version of events in a section titled About the Case, the Oversight Board explained its key findings. Now listen to this. Similar to Twitter's conclusion, Facebook's oversight board found that the two posts by Mr. Trump on January 6th severely violated Facebook's community standards and Instagram community guidelines, claiming that phrases like, we love you, you're very special, great patriots, and remember this day forever had violated Facebook rules prohibiting praise or support of people engaged in violence. The board found that in maintaining an unfounded narrative of electoral fraud and persistent calls to action, Mr. Trump created an environment where a serious risk of violation was possible. The statement continued referencing Trump's high level of influence with 35 million followers on Facebook and 24 million on Instagram. The the board determined that given the seriousness of the violations and the ongoing risk of violence, Facebook was justified in suspending Mr. Trump's accounts on January 6th and extending that suspension on January 7th. Shall I keep going? You have comments. (laughs) Uh, I have some comments. Okay. I just... The, the words that he used there, and I know they're talking about this was after the fact that the, the Capitol building was uh, raided. I'll say that, raided. Doug, uh, I hear helicopters flying over. Are they coming to get us or <laughs> what? Not. Uh, is when he made these comments. But he, he was just, at that point, he was telling people, look, go home. You know, this isn't what we're about. What happened today isn't what we're about. The police are not against us, you know. All these things, he was telling everybody, we love you guys, go home, you're great patriots, remember this day forever. It's not like he was saying, let's keep these riots going, let's you know, fight against people, let's break up you know, people that are having dinner nicely on a patio somewhere. He wasn't doing any of that, but yet, here we are. 
Well, because you know, that's your opinion, you're obviously pro-Trump and you're a hater of all things. <laughs> right. So therefore, I've got a lot of things going against me right now. <laughs> therefore, you can't be trusted. To, um, I'll go on. However, okay. the Oversight Board diluted their agreement by noting that it was not appropriate for Facebook to impose an indefinite suspension. It's not permissible for Facebook to keep a user off the platform for an undefined period with no criteria for when or whether the account will be restored. In applying this penalty, Facebook did not follow a clear published procedure. Indefinite suspension are not described in the company's content policies. Facebook's normal penalties include removing the violating content, imposing a time-bound period of suspension, or permanently disabling the page and account. The Oversight Board then criticized Facebook for applying a vague, standardless penalty and then referring this case to the board to resolve. Facebook seeks to avoid its responsibilities. The board declines Facebook's request and insists that Facebook apply and justify a defined penalty. Later in the statement, the Oversight Board listed a list of recommendations for Facebook in addition to asking that Facebook publicly explain the rules that it uses when it imposes account-level sanction against influential users. Um, the, the board discussed issues such as rapid escalation to specialized staff who are familiar with the linguistic and political context, adequate resourcing, and comprehensive review of Facebook's potential contribution to the narrative of electoral fraud and the aggravated tensions that culminated in the violence in the United States on January 6th. It sounds like they want to defund Facebook campaign to start because the training's not done properly. Yeah. So. Maybe that's my misreading that. No, that's kind of what I got. Several top Republicans weighed in on the news, including former Trump administration officials and U.S. senators. Uh, Mike Pompei tweeted, Our freedom of speech is under attack in America. This shouldn't be a partisan issue. But unfortunately, the left only supports free speech if what you have to say comports with their liberal ideology. If Facebook and Twitter can ban President Trump, they'll ban you too. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy wrote on Twitter, If you can ban President Trump, all conservative voices could be next. A House Republican majority will reign in big tech power over our speech. Disgraceful, said Senator Ted Cruz. For every liberal celebrating Trump's social media ban, if the big tech oligarchs, I probably shouldn't say that right, can muzzle the former president, what's to stop them from silencing you? Yeah, so that's that's the bottom line. What's to stop them from silencing us? And I don't know if you remember, I mean, talking about it, they could cancel all conservative voices. Um, I, I don't know if that rings true to everybody the way it does me because I can I consider us a conservative voice. I consider a lot of people conservative voices um, in the media. And if they silenced all those and we're getting one-sided – then are we are we still in a, a nation that is free? Are we still getting both sides of the story? We're only getting one. You know, in ministry, you know that any time that you're talking to somebody, a couple in general, but if somebody, even in police work, I can speak into that too. If you've got two people, you want to gather all your information. You want both sides of the story because you want a clear picture of something. It's just like with Scripture. When you're looking at Scripture, you don't take one verse and build a doctrine around that. You've got to look at all the things that are associated with that topic to get the big picture. We're not get, going to get the big picture if they silence our voices. Well, we are going to try to help with the big picture after the break. We're going to get into some scripture and talk about the importance of uh, how world government is, is coming in with censorship here. So give us a call, one eight seven seven in time one 877 363 
most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. I just want to let you know that Dave will be in Houston coming up in a few weeks. So to keep up with our conferences and whether they're not whether or not they're in your local area, you can go to endtime.com slash events and get all the details for every event that we are doing uh, in local areas. So if you're in the Houston area or would like to travel there um, for vacation and want to plan it around our event, you're more than welcome to do that. We'd love to see you there. Endtime.com slash events. Now, Doug, before the break, we read the article that talked about uh, Facebook banning Trump. I just wanted to clarify personally that we didn't read that article to highlight the treatment of Trump. It's worth highlighting the fact that they are banning people and definitely apparently against their own rules um, Mm -hmm. just because they decided to. (laughs) It didn't it didn't have much support if any, of their own rules, and yet they just did it. And we're talking about censoring uh, conspiracy theorists, and who gets to define that? And and I don't like it personally. I don't like it when I find out that um, I am not being given the whole picture. You know, when when our kids get into a scuffle, they go, oh, so and so hit me. And you go, well, what happened? And then they don't tell you everything and you then find out the whole truth yeah. and that determined how you reacted that determined uh, all the things so without all the information or with one-sided information you then start thinking a certain way which determines how you believe which determines how you act and then eventually it, i guess it determines who you are yeah. and so it's critical to get all the information and not just rely on one source or um uh, one person or anything like that. So yeah. that's what we're talking about today. Not right. it's it's not a highlight of President Trump. No, by any and, means. and the bottom line of why we use that is because of the office he held, the highest ranking office in the United States of America. If they can censor that guy, some would argue in the world. Yeah, <laughs> what 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 are they going to do to us, people like us? That I mean, we have a message that we want to get out. Uh, from this ministry about Jesus Christ, about his love for us, about his salvation, about what he did for us on Calvary. We talk about political things because they intertwine with the prophecies of the Bible, and that's what this ministry... You know, I'd rather never talk about political things. Right. Just, me, me too. I'd rather just talk about Jesus all the time because we got great stuff to talk about. But, you know, we're trying to help people understand how this all relates to it. Like, yeah. uh, you know, and 
So when we look at the Bible, we have examples of this that that happened to the disciples. Somebody asked the other day on the end of the program there, what were we supposed to do as Christians? And I told them, we have a lot of great uh, examples in the book of Acts. I mean, there, there's story after story after story of persecution, of them having to uh, run for their lives, being up against uh, tribulation and things like that. Well, one of them is from Acts chapter 4 when Peter and John healed a man that had been crippled his whole life outside the temple. And when they were questioned about it, I'm not going to read everything there in that scripture. I'm just Why gonna... not read the whole thing like you make me do on the articles? <laughs> well, I read could all if those you verses. Want me to. No, but it's you know basically the bottom line is this is what happened. So they brought Peter and John toward uh, or to the magistrate there, and this is this is what happened. I'm going to pick it up in Acts four uh, verse. 13. And now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who, had, uh, who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. So they couldn't say this was a conspiracy theory because <laughs> here's the guy everybody knew had been crippled. And uh, it says, but when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred uh, with one another saying what shall we do with these men uh, for that a notable sign has been performed through them it's evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem and we cannot deny it because everybody knew that this guy had been crippled from the time he was young but in order that we may spread no further among the people let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name so in the name of Jesus, they were told, you can't speak in the name of Jesus anymore. There's censorship for you right there. <laughs> so they called them and they charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them. And this is, this is how we can be as Christians. I, I feel like this is what we need to do as Christians, just like that pastor that was in London that we watched get arrested. Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because the people uh, for all were praising God for what happened. For the man on whom the sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. So for 40 years, this guy had been crippled and everybody knew it. They knew if they tried to say this wasn't true or if they tried to punish Peter and John for healing somebody in the name of Jesus, that they were going to have a riot on their hands. They were going to have trouble. And so they were scared and they let them go. Um, Another beautiful thing about Peter and some of the things that he had been through, you remember the story when Peter was arrested. Um, The um, Herod had killed uh, James, the brother of John, and he had put Peter in jail, was going to kill Peter too, because he found out when he did that to James, everybody was happy and he was gaining uh, favor with the, the Jewish people. And so because of what these guys were teaching was making all these people so upset, he put Peter in jail and left him there because it was Feast of the Unleavened Bread. And what happened? The disciples all met together at one house and they began to pray for Peter. And in that moment, the angel of the Lord came and he released Peter. 
I'm, I'm just kind of telling you the Bible story here, though it's not in my notes. I just kind of went off notes here. But I'm just telling you that that's the power of prayer, and that's the power we have. We can change things. We can change circumstances, and we can change things. And as a nation, that's what we need to do. We need to get back to that and find out how powerful that prayer is. But Peter just walked right out. you know. And, and they were praying so hard for Peter that when Peter came and knocked on the door... A, a young girl that was a servant there at the house goes to the door and asks who it is, and he says it's Peter. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "No, it's not Peter. Peter's dead. Yeah. You know, he's a ghost." And she goes back and tells them, and they're like, "Foolish girl, it's not <laughs> Peter." They they didn't even realize that their prayers had been answered, and it was Peter at the door. It's yeah. kind of one of those funny stories in the Bible, but it's an awesome story as well that shows the power of prayer. Well, you know, as you were reading that, I was sitting there thinking that. Um, which, by the way, you did end up reading all of it, so I appreciate that. You get some read time in. Yeah. Uh, but um, as you were reading that, I was sitting here thinking that, you know, that caller did ask what we do as Christians. How do we respond? And I was just like, well, you know, the, it occurred to me that if we want to make an impact on our community, which we all know this, this is elementary, some would say. Yeah. But if we want to make an in- impact on our community, I would challenge you, open up your Bible and read the book of Acts. And look at how the disciples behaved in their, uh, the world government that they had to navigate in their censorship and all that. If you want to see how you should behave today, open up the book of Acts, read through it and see what they did. And ask God, give me some revelations as I'm reading this. How can this apply to my life? I think that would be quite impactful. Yeah, Who knows what could happen? Yeah. Maybe, maybe a healing like this could occur in our communities. Yeah. And then people start going, uh-oh. We can't deny this. Right. What else do you know? Yeah. You know, that, that happens with us a lot, too, is, you know, someone sees our lesson on United States discovered in the Bible and they go, I've never heard it talked about like this. Mm-hmm. What else do you know? Absolutely. And so we're like, well, we're experts on our opinion. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> How much time you got? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so maybe if we as Christians would get into our Bible and read yeah. it and say, God, give me a revelation and help me apply it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the, the reading. It's the easy part. It's right. when when God pricks you and goes, "Oh, there it is. This is for you." <laughs> that's when we're like, "Uh oh, now I need to act." Yeah, and uh, I think that could be quite impactful if we would all agree to do that. I I, I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, Vince, we've lived in a crazy year. The things that have happened, not just in our world, but to us personally. You know, losing Brother Baxter and everything the way we did this past year, and. I mean, we were in a situation where it was already a a strange situation we had never been in before. Mm -hmm. It's been an opportunity for the enemy to try to come in through the church and weed out people. It it was almost like as I was watching kind of what's happened in the world and and especially with churches, uh, it's it's like the parable of the seed falling on different ground. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see that ground kind of manifesting as, you know, I know personally, like in the church that I go to, uh, we, we've seen certain people that uh, have not been able to come back yet, whether it's because of fear or because it's because of a health situation or what. It, maybe they just got scared and they're like, man, I'm not going back anymore. I'm not going to be around a crowd or whatever. But it's important that we stay in our churches. It's important that we stay with the fellow believers that uh, are born again churches that we're in there and we're in the spirit that we're uh, worshiping with them because right now we need that more than ever. I mean, if we're going to turn things around in our in our world, it's not just the United States of America. We're talking about the world. This is a a global 
thing that's happening. You know, mm-hmm. we, we had a discussion with Dave this morning before uh, our program and everything, and we were talking about uh, world government, and he's going to be talking about that tonight on a, on a show that he's going to be on tonight. And so this world government is a real thing, and it's happening more and more, and we're seeing the Bible come come to pass. And one of the things that they want to do why they're talking about censorship is they want to suppress that truth when there's people like us talking about this world government, people like us talking about their agendas, they don't want that out there. One of the scriptures I got here is John 3.20. It says, For everyone who does a wicked thing hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what, uh, what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. And so that's one of the things that's going on. They don't want things exposed. The people that are in darkness, the people that are pushing these agendas, they don't want that out there. They want to suppress the truth. They want to keep us in the dark. But Luke eight seventeen says, For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be made known or come to light. So God is going to make these things manifest. He's going to bring it to light. The way that we can fight that fight is in prayer. The way that we can fight that fight is to continue to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, to be in your Bible like you were talking about, to study, to spread the word, to talk to people. Then the Holy Spirit's going to begin to move. And who knows? I mean, you know, look at what Peter could do through the Holy Ghost. He could walk down the street and sick people could be healed by his shadow. And... and and to get out of the darkness, the answer is not to go read Trump's social media platform that right. is being talked about <laughs> everywhere. The answer to get out of darkness is not to uh, find an alternate to Facebook or an alternate to Instagram or an alternate to CNN or Fox News. That's not how you're going to get out of darkness. The only way to get out of true darkness is to tap into Jesus yeah. through prayer, through studying the Word of God. None of these other sources are going to bring that to you. So it's extremely critical that we that we read our Bible, mm-hmm. that we study our Bible, not just read it to be checking off a checklist, but to actually say, Jesus, speak to me as I'm studying your word. And then pray about what you read. That Absolutely. would help a lot. Yeah. And pray in general that, that these things are what is going to lead you to light mm-hmm. or more light and help get you out of darkness. Yeah. Because bottom line, we've got to... Uh, trust the Lord Jesus. It's not government that we're trusting. It's not anybody in government. It's certainly not President Trump or President Biden. It's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So, Absolutely. Don't trust in man. Don't trust in government or big tech. Trust in Jesus alone and you will never be disappointed. So be sure to remember to pray and study the Bible. That's going to be how we get true light. Thank you for joining us today. It's another episode of End of the Age. Go to watch.endtime.com to watch us 24-7 on demand. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.